Welcome to Cancelled. We are back. I know we missed a week, but we're back. And holy shit, are we back? Yeah, with a vengeance. These fucking this show is wild. Um, we're watching John from Six Cincinnati. This is episode five and six. Brett Vervort is with me. How we doing, Brett? Doing great, Chris. Yeah. How's uh, how's life in the old Austin? Uh, it, it's treating me very well. The heat is sweltering. I've never felt uh, like wiping under my breasts more. <laughs> yeah, it is a real under tit hot out. For yeah, certain. I'm I'm sweating out of crevices I didn't know I had. <laughs> Um, let's just jump in here. Now, obviously, episode six is the fucking meat and potatoes, right? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. We have to get there. So let's yeah. get to episode five. We have to have the amuse-bouche of episode <laughs> five. Um, what I will say is an episode that is like, like, it was a good episode, but man, Rebecca De Mornay's acting choices are interesting. I don't understand why she's reacting. So the whole so uh, episode five, Sean's mom has come back into town. Yeah, apparently Tina. Tina Blake is her name. Apparently she was a bit of a porn star, a bit of a prostitute, mm-hmm. and she's back. I don't know why that makes Rebecca De Mornay react as if Jason Voorhees has come to town. She is like terrified. She's like getting a gun and peeking out the windows. Like she's she... what's happening. I, like the the acting choices, what it reminded me of uh, was Winona Ryder in like season one, episode one of Stranger Things <laughs> when she finds out Will's missing and everyone's like, calm down. It's been like five hours. And yeah. she's like, my son <laughs> is in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so big. But yeah. Very but big. I think it's just like a, it's like a very protective thing where she's worried that because like so Sean's going through all this stuff, like he's getting more famous, but at the same time he's just like died and come back to life. So there's right. probably a lot of money involved. So she's worried that maybe Tina's come back into town to take advantage of Sean. I one, I get that that's what she thinks. Yeah. Two, I'm not sure why there's a lot of money. Like <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any money. That's Sean, a- <laughs> all Sean has done is broken his neck in a surfing contest. Yeah. He has not and, rake it in the dough here. No, and not to spoil too much of episode six but no. they make tuna fish sandwiches and tuna fish sandwiches <laughs> doesn't say oh god rolling in it yeah yeah. yeah yeah um so so i also don't like everyone's treatment of the mom no because like so basically she gave she left sean on uh the grandparents doorstep yeah and lit out but like yeah she was a prostitute, I'm assuming drug addict as long alongside her drug addict uh, baby daddy who was not even in the country at the time she's given fucking birth. What do you want her to do? She did the right thing. She yeah. shouldn't be dragging that fucking baby to like trick appointments. It's insane. Yeah, just like off off site. Like it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like I think probably because there's a lot of stuff going on in the Yost family, they're probably projecting a lot of their inner family drama on her. Sure. Because she's like, yeah, she's the stranger come to town character. So you can project all kinds of shit and like yeah. scapegoat her for everything she's worth, which they're fully doing. And I would like to say, has her shit way more together than fucking Butchie does. You see that car? She's got like a... That she's car clearly bought and paid for. No, for sure. She bought that car cash. That is like... She's clearly a success at whatever it is she's doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Butchie, like, she's like, you can't let her anywhere near that boy. 
Butchie sees that boy all the time. He is currently a heroin addict. It's not even like yeah. I mean, granted, recently he's been clean because of John or whatever, but like. Up until a week ago, he was a heroin addict, and you were like, why don't you go see your fucking son sometimes? Yeah. This woman is just coming into town, a successful businesswoman, and apparently can't has to, they have to hide him in the back of the shop. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know why she was so defensive, but I think that's just her, her natural instinct when it comes to Sean is to be just like this overly protective person because yeah. she's like fielding him from Mitch and she's fielding him from Butchie's craziness. So she's like, she, she's like, let's build that wall and that wall is me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. But we do find out in, um, episode five that Tina is working with bad boy, uh, Link. Uh, Luke, well, it's Luke Perry, right? It's Luke Perry's character. I, no one knows that guy's name. Uh, apparently, at one point, I found out he had stinkweed written on the back of his shirt. And I was like, is that a brand? But it would be weird. It's, it's got to be a brand. But, like, who wears a button-down plaid shirt with just the word stinkweed on the back left shoulder? It's, like, not even where the brand would be. It's weird. I don't Yeah, I mean, someone's got to be paying for it, right? I, I can only assume. But here's the thing. I'm not sure she's super working with him. I think... He hired her as a prostitute. She showed up and found out who it was. I don't think she knew going in and said, oh, Luke Perry, there's some shit going on with my kid. Yeah. Um, I think she showed up to render services as a prostitute. Well, she knew him from when he worked with Butchie. Sure, so I get that, but I don't know that she knew who that phone call was from. Mm, yeah. Because she kind of showed up and there was like a little bit of surprise. Also, there's what? There's also a line where he says, I feel like I'm meeting Babe Ruth. And she says, Does Babe Ruth fuck a bunch of people at the same time? Which made me laugh real hard. Can we talk about, and I think it actually is the beginning of the next episode, but can we discuss, that just while we're talking about the mom's porn career, mm. the name of the porno that she was in? Oh, which is gosh, what was Moist it? Thighs Pink Bottoms. Yeah. That's some art house Could shit. you have not found – like, seriously, can you, like, not Google pornography and come up with a name that makes sense? Yeah. Moist thighs? Well, it gives you it gives you a taste of what you're going to see. It's yes. very visual. I don't know. I'm just, like, every time someone pitches, like, a fake porn title, it's always, like, a movie yeah, pre-existing like a parody. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this isn't, like, oh, no, we're not trying to be clever. You're well, going to no, see some sometimes it's right. You know, here's the thing. I get it if it was right to the point. If it was just like, yeah. oh, she's in Dick Sucking Horse 7 or whatever, it yeah. makes sense to me. But moist, I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, a friend of mine was like, oh, I got a Bordeaux magazine. I'll bring it in. You can yeah. borrow it or whatever. And I was like, oh, he's got a penthouse or a Playboy or whatever. We're yeah. in the library. He hands me a magazine. It's just called Pussies and Assholes. And it's like right to the goddamn point. And I was like, we're in public. You've got a slide. He's like, hey, yeah. just waving it at me. Anyway. Uh, yeah, not even a jugs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, yeah, she is somehow tied in with him at this point, yeah. but not – I don't know. We'll find out how tied in, I guess, at some point. Kai is – Kai is dealing with Rebecca Dumornay. He's crazy, but yeah. also Kai is, like, reacting jealously because – this is coming on the on the heels of her and Butchie sleeping together, right? Yeah. And clearly that was some, like, kind of past, he missed the prom, like, there's some long lost whatever happening there. But she's reacting kind of crazy as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's reacting in a way that she's, like, like, at one point she sees Butchie and her in the car together, her, Butchie and Tina in the car together, and she's, like, all fucking freaked out. Now she's, like, oh, get out of here, whatever. 
you like that's the mother of his child. Like he has to speak to her. Now, yeah. granted, we'll find out he speaks to her horrifically in the next episode, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can see that where like. If she did really have a big crush on him in high school and it was this whole thing, there's a lot of emotional baggage there. So if he leaves like the next day and literally the next day he's in with this porn star and she's feeling insecure because she's like, well, I wasn't in moist thighs, pink asses. I'm not the the pussy equivalent of Babe Ruth. I'm just Kai. I get that. I guess that kind of makes sense. Now, what else is going on in this episode is Cass – it was right. Is the original blonde that was with Luke Perry? Yes, yes, yes. Now has uh, John staying with her in the hotel, mm-hmm. and he now see in this episode and again in the next. I he says some things that I don't remember being said to him. No, I think... now obviously in the next episode that's a, a much bigger thing. But like in this episode, there's a moment where he says like you need your camera cast or something to that effect, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. That being said to him, like, no. it's like the first time he's kind of saying his own dialogue. Like from from the first episode on, like it's like it's like AI software getting more self aware <laughs> where John's learning and he's able to like express himself independently. Mm-hmm. And then as we find out later, you know well, yeah. even more so. Um but yeah, he he and uh, he and Cass have some interesting dialogue happen because she's like basically like I don't work with Luke Perry's character anymore. I'm I'm poor. I can't afford this hotel room. Here's my tit. Levitate. <laughs> that was so weird too. I didn't like that moment because like he's like got his hand on her cheek or whatever in his weird John way, and she tries to be like, yeah, I'll let you touch my. T-. Like, yeah. She says something earlier in the episode about how like I can't I can't play on my sexual like. Basically, she's like, I don't have any money, and I can't fuck my way for money anymore, so, like, I need to make this movie or whatever. But yeah. she, like, takes his hand, puts it on his tit, and it's like, just levitate so I can film it. That'll be, like... That's you know, the movie. That's the movie or whatever. And then he doesn't do anything. She's like, get your hand off me. Yeah. No, you put his hand on you. He was yeah. not holding your tit a minute ago. I don't know. I, she had, like, this whole, like, I'm from the Midwest, and I don't get anything for free, so here's weird. my boo. That was such a weird song, too, where it's like... We've like they just she throws in out of nowhere like my father would go off to work and then need us to send him a bus ticket home from Las Vegas. So apparently, like yeah. gambling problems or whatever. So I guess she's like used to sort of making her own way, and so she doesn't believe in getting something for nothing. So, so she thinks she, she can barter a titty. I guess <laughs> she she thinks with John, and John's not about that. No. Um, and so she's like, oh dang. Well, I guess I have to film this, things. I have to make this movie, which is just like. Walking down like the Venice Beach of Imperial Beach or whatever, yeah. And like, I get okay. There's street performers and there's like luchadors, there's a wrestling ring or whatever. At one point, there's like 45 people just watching a girl hippie dance. You know, like you know what I mean when I say hippie dance, right? Where it's just like that's really bad dancing. Yeah, Uh, she's just. Twirling. Twirling in a sundress. Like, that's all. She, and, like, kind of hopping on, like, from foot to foot. There's, like, 50 people watching that. They're probably rolling. Oh, they gotta be. There's gotta be a lot of drugs. It was interesting, though, because she was like, she's like, I can't afford this hotel room anymore. I need to make money. And then, like, literally the next episode, she's raiding that mini bar. She hits that mini bar so hard. She must have been, like, 50 bucks. I know. Ass. I was like, you have no money. Just go to the corner store, get a full size Snickers for, that, like, $3. She gets fucking room service. I was real. I was like, who is paying for any of this. At least I have, like, John cough up another credit card or something. I know. Um, so that's all kind of happening. We don't really see the hotel guys at all this episode. They will come back. 
uh, later. We see Hawaii. I don't remember his name. Vin, Vinny? I think it's Vinny? Yeah. Whatever his name is. The the the, main, the guy from Deadwood, the the drug dealer and his yes. his dumb crony. The guy who looks like he's from the Shadows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He should be putting his whole fist in his mouth. Yes. Um, he says something about he's going to give up Hawaii. Yeah, give up the territory. But he knows someone over there. Is going to take that as. As a sign that he needs to like wipe him out completely. Well, he says like. Well, first off, what he says is what he he says to his dumb friend who is he is the friend like I know is he, he's like slow, right? He's like slow, but in a lovable way. I mean, he's love. Uh, yeah, but also like so he says, what do you see? And he's like, oh, I see stars and yeah. clouds. He's like a plane going to nowhere. But then again, I know very a plane going who knows where. I know very intelligent people with no imagination. So that's that's <laughs> fine. But what is weird is he goes, he says, uh, so he sees that. And then he goes, uh. What I see is, and then the other guy says, "What I see is bloodshed." And his friend goes, "Bloodshed, boarding the plane to nowhere. Where are you going, bloodshed?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, and he says that he's going to give up Hawaii, but Moa- uh, to Ma- Moana, uh, like the movie, it's definitely not Moana. <laughs> no, it was it, definitely what? Moana because <laughs> I remember like... thinking it. I was like, "Oh, like the movie, <laughs> like the Disney <laughs> film Moana that I love and have cried at multiple times." That being said, uh, and he says like. But he's going to take that to think that I'm going to kill him, so he's going to have to come here and kill me first. Yeah. Um, which is, like, interesting that they're still trying to keep his backstory alive, even though I don't care at all. <laughs> like, honestly, like, you're already here. You just hang out here and play the saxophone. That's more interesting <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. And then, wait, hold on. I don't know. It just, like, a, like, pervading theme in the show is just, like, it's really just, like, onslaught after onslaught affecting this family so they have to create once like one problem is sort of solved it's like we have to create another threat we yeah, have to create yeah, another yeah, threat yeah, there's yeah. more danger there's more stuff happening um rebecca de mornay finds a gun but kai comes over and takes the gun from her mm-hmm. in a moment where i thought for a second she was just gonna shoot she was gonna end up accidentally shooting kai yeah um but she doesn't she gets the gun away from her there's also a line that's important in this episode because it plays into the next, and I believe it's uh, yeah, it's this episode for sure. Uh, Butchie goes over to see his mom to talk her into letting Sean see Tina, his mom. Yeah, and uh, she's like, I, he says to her, like, I think she's going to do something stupid. She, you know, like if she doesn't get it to you, she might off herself. And uh, Rebecca De Mornay says, "Who doesn't think about killing themselves? Who like like who?" She's like, "So what? Who doesn't think about killing themselves? Who doesn't think about it every single day of their life?" And I was like, "Ooh, Jesus! I, I don't think about it every, every day. single day. Like it's popped up every once in a while. Yeah. But that's obviously going to play in to the next episode. You get an ice cream headache. You're like, oh fuck this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking, it's too hot, but I have to mow the lawn because the landlord's coming. God, damn, uh, I'll just be kill myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um." But she agrees to let Tina see Sean. Yeah, but, but just, he's asleep. Just, but actually just look at him. Like, not get to talk to him or whatever. Just look at him while he's sleeping, quote, yeah. quote. Which, by the way, you open that door and you see your son who's supposed to be asleep, but he's just got his hands behind his head. Yeah. Like, no one sleeps like that. If you open that door and be like, you would just be like, oh, you're not a, it's like, I, you're for sure not asleep. You can just open your eyes. Like, it's like how your uncle reclines by the pool. It's yeah. like head behind, hands like, behind head, the head, head yeah, yeah. very leaned back. And then like, 
Just his eyes closed. Just his eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, the, it is how a child would pretend to sleep. So, yeah. like, when you see that, it's like, oh, no, just open. He might as well be going, like, honk, shoo. Like, and I know we've uh, we've ragged on the actor who plays Sean. Terrible acting. But oh, so, boy. Yeah, but it's just, like, no one was, everyone's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is, even his pretending to sleep is not believable. It's laughable. Um so uh, she, like, looks in, sees her. I will say this about the casting. Uh, the mom, whoever the actress is playing the mom, could very easily be Sean's mom. Like, physically, they look. Yeah. They have, like, the same kind of weird upturned nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so she eventually agrees to let her see her, but only see her. Um, and that's kind of, like... It? Like, there's not a lot happening in this no. episode, other than Tina comes back to town. It's definitely one of those episodes that, like, they functionally have to put in. Like, this episode is to Bring set up, us the, up next the next episode. episode. Absolutely. So I think that's definitely, it's definitely a lot slower, like, compared to some of the crazy stuff we've seen before. Mm. And then and then we get into the next episode, which we're about to jump into, and it's just like, whoo! Yeah. Uh, but before we jump into that real quick, the other thing that we learned in this episode, and is, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, Butchie started shooting dope at 12? Yeah. That's because young. Because the mom, because his mom says, like, you were fucking stupid. I thought you were dumb when you started shooting dope, but you were stupid fucking before. You were dumb You were dumb at 12. And I was like, oh, you started fucking started shooting dope at 12. That's fucking weird. But she's like, I took all the acid in the world. I was never fucking as stupid as you. That is going to come into play. Remember that she took a bunch of acid. Yes. Also, not an excuse for what? Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, we are in episode six. John's visit, or, uh, his visit, day, day five. Who oh boy. Uh, for for starters, my first note was for someone who has no money, she sure is raining the mini bars. The first thing I wrote. Yeah, um, <laughs> we we both know that life. We're like, no, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, yeah, she got like two bottles of booze and Kit Kats. You know how much fucking that's like forty dollars. I know. Um, she uh, we cut from she's like not. She's like, I don't think she's actually looking at what she filmed. No, I don't understand what her process is, but I think it's like her staring at herself in the mirror, getting drunk and going, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ah, God. And then like, when will the inspiration come to me? Pretending to like, she's like, ooh, drum circle. And then she starts like playing the lid of her fucking uh, room service, like a drum for some reason. Um, we cut to uh, Rebecca De Mornay. She's at her house. She's yelling at Mitch on the phone. Interestingly, we don't see Mitch. There's a couple like one-sided conversations on the phone in this episode. Well, for this whole episode feels like her character Sissy having one-sided conversations. Well, there is a moment in the previous episode where she's talking to Mitch because they have apparently also slept together. Yeah. They wake up in bed together when uh, and Mitch them, is like, if you just listen to me. <laughs> Mitch is such a piece of shit. Uh because she gets the phone call from Tina. Tina calls the house first in the previous episode. And she's like, don't you fucking come to this house or whatever. And she's like, Opening all, the window. she's acted all like fucking uh, uh, Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas. She's like fucking terrified. Um, she comes back and she's telling like, Tina's here. She wants to see fucking, she's going to want to see Sean, blah, blah, blah. She's like yelling at him. She goes to light a cigarette and he's like, don't smoke in here. And she's like, but it's her house, right? He's not living there anymore. It's granted it's his no. tree house or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's like, but that, he's like, that doesn't give you the right to poison me. What the fuck are you talking about? At one point he says, like, if you light that cigarette, you'll see me walking down the driveway. 
Good. She just told you to leave. Like, I, he is such a – and then I will yeah. say this. He tells her, like, look, I actually did levitate. Like, it's not a brain tumor. Other people have seen it. I know. I, I told you I was dying I, without – really, re- without having any fucking reason. But that on. cigarette will really do the trick. But, but uh, he tells her, like, I levitated, and she's like – and, like, what do you want me to do with this information? Which is kind of funny. Actually. And fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valid point. So she's yelling at him on the phone at the beginning of the next episode, and she's like, that fucking whore slut mom showed up in here. She takes dick. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. in her face, blah, blah, blah. And then... Sean comes out, right. and he is upset, and she's like, oh, did you hear... Not, did you hear... She's like, I already knew about... My, I knew my mom was a porn star here, and he throws wet, moist thighs, pink bottoms at her. Yeah. It's still in the wrapper. Still in the wrapper. Because um, a friend of his gave it to it, which is exactly how that would happen. It's oh, yeah. All- in a pre-internet world, for sure your friend shows you... For sure your friend shows you the porn, porn mom A hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but uh, he's like, no, you don't understand. And when he's... He... Is such a bad actor, but he's you, like, you hurt my feelings. Not her. You. You did that. And then he goes away with a skateboard. Away. And that wrecks her. Destroys her. In a way that I don't 100 per- Like, I get she's very protective of this girl, of this boy. And he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. But, it's, I mean, and it's not until later that, like, I it kind of sense. it kind of makes sense. But in this moment, I was like, I mean, a 12-year-old boy said you hurt his feelings like... They're kind of sensitive. Like, like yeah. it's not. It, it's not going to be the end of the fucking world. That's, he's at, that's every child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's acting like he's never coming. Like he's run away. He didn't run away. He just took his skateboard and left. What? He's, yeah. he's not going to stay home all day. It's just. I. F- I feel like it's like a, a inherited trait in this family that everybody is literally drowning in their own self pity sometimes, mm-hmm. where they can't see outside themselves. So I think just like that, and she's like, oh, I disappointed Shawnee, and he's like the only one that I really feel like I have a connection with, and then I must be such a piece of shit, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, she's not wrong, <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, um, uh, John teams up with... Uh, Vietnam Joe. Vietnam Joe. Well, Rex- oh, so- Go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, Vietnam Joe, it might have been in the previous episode. I think it might – yes, I think it was, and we didn't talk about that. So in the previous episode, he goes to the VA bar or whatever mm-hmm. with a gun to confront the bartender because he is still of the belief that – It's a practical joke. When he found blood, uh, John all bloody and whatever from getting stabbed and then he's miraculously healed, he is of the mindset that it was a practical joke being played on him because of a story about his – time in Vietnam that he had told the bartender at this VA bar. So he goes to confront him, like, how could you do that? Why would you, you know, use that story I told you in confidence to fucking... And the bartender's like, like you never told, told me, me that, that story. story. <laughs> talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even like the bar... It's such a good choice, too, because it's not like the bartender is like, I didn't do that. I wouldn't betray your confidence. He's just like, you never told me that story, you crazy old hillbilly. Like, yeah. Yeah, which I enjoyed. I'll give you a glass of Clamato juice. Yeah, yeah. I can't give you any booze while you're holding that gun. But I also <laughs> like that the other guys in there are, have like... I don't even know what that toy is. It's like a big mouth billy bass, but it's just a hand that curses at you. It's like a fist that when you push a button, it goes like, eh, fuck you, or whatever. <laughs> and he's like 60-year-old vets in the bar that's like, <laughs> it's funny, right? That is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. I'm for prob- an old man toy. I would, I would yeah. probably get one of those. I'd get, you get those for a grandpa for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, John teams up with Vietnam Joe and is like, we – 
the guy who stabbed me, we need to get the police involved. He says, involved. like, justice must be meted out. The Vato must get his comeuppance, he says. Yeah. Um, and then he tells him that we should get the police involved. And now, yeah. Vietnam Joe is growing, like, five acres worth of pot in the fucking woods or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he's not super about getting the police involved. But then he says we should get Bill involved. Because he's a retired police officer. Because he's a retired police officer. And he says Bill should be involved. Zippy told Bill we'd be over. Yeah. Uh, which is the bird. Now, this is, again, another example of him not speaking only in parroted dialogue. Right. Yeah. Zippy told Bill we'd be over is not something anybody said before. Yeah. So he's really starting to be able to, like, communicate his own thoughts, which is going to be very important in this episode. Yeah. Um, which I which is also interesting to another point. When he goes to Bill's house with Vietnam Joe, which, by the way, I like Vietnam Joe's immediate question as soon as he gets there. It's like, uh, what is your position on uh, guests smoking herb in your house? Yeah. And Bill's like, I'm against it, <laughs> which I enjoyed. But I also enjoyed it because it's just in his house. Later on, he smokes a fucking fat joint with him in the van. It's totally fine. But hey, it's in his house. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. His house yeah, for yeah, fools. Yeah, yeah. Um, but John, I so John is saying things. He's going, come on, Billy, or whatever. And Ed O'Neill's freaking out. Bill's freaking out. Because you're like, he's imitating my wife who's passed. Yeah. Um, which I didn't pick up on right away that he was imitating his no, wife. No, I think it was like a little, like the voice was maybe a little bit more effeminate in the Billy. The Billy part for sure. And uh, and then he starts talking directly to John, like his wife, like, yeah. should I believe this man, my wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this is, is this lying to, to me trusted? for his own agenda or whatever? Yeah. Um, but also, Bill's threats to John Very are specific. fucking intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about, like, he's going to hold his fucking head under the water while he gurgles his last breath. That's and, that ex-cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. For sure. Um, but they're going to, he's like, okay, I'll work with you, whatever. So Bill and Vietnam Joe and John are going to go try to find the guy who stabbed John. That's kind of their little story. Mm-hmm. We find out that Willie Garson has a fiance in this episode. Yes, and that he is terrified of her, rightly so. One, he should be. But also we find that out in the line where he says, I'm terrified of my fiance. Out of nowhere. Out of fucking apropos of nothing. We don't know he has a fiance when he says that line. She has not come up. So for him to just say that out of nowhere, I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Then we meet her. She's played by Jennifer Grey. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Mm. Um, She's... A bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she isn't, she isn't, right? Because one, it is a little weird that you are just hanging out with these crazy people at this motel all day. Yeah, I just don't like the way they said homosexual psychopath. Yeah. Like, one has to do with the other. <laughs> For sure. That was a little gross. He is, he was a, well, he's got some mental problems. For sure. Uh, um, but then uh, Willie Carson's like, but he's also paying me $12,000 more, more than I made it, whatever. So like, that's the other part is like, he is a lawyer. He's taking this client. Now granted, I don't know why a lawyer would spend so much time like gardening, but like, is he, uh, is he, are those billable hours? Yeah, I can only assume. Yeah. Um, But when she is actually at the motel, She's like a real bitch about it. She's just like holding this newspaper over her son and She's being like, like sitting this there, is so much fun. Not even this trying so to help. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the guy with the broken wrist is scrubbing the fucking pool. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, doctor's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he got duct tape. <laughs> um, I, I do also like two things about uh, 
the Deadwood guy from Vietnam and Broken Wrist guy. I really enjoy their dynamic of like Broken Wrist guy's feelings are hurt so much that the guy won't that the guy broke. He's like, you broke my hand. You won't even let me go to the like. You won't get it fixed for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. That really bothers him. And I like how much the dude from Vietnam just wants somebody to talk to. At one point, he's like standing outside, and the gay dude uh, shows up with the flowers, yeah. and he's like, oh, how are you this morning or whatever? How are you? And he's like, what? What the fuck you want? He's like, they kind of have a little. He's like, oh, it's just a pleasantry. And as he's leaving, he's like, I was talking to Hawaii on the phone. I was on the phone. And he's Since like, you asked, okay. And he's like, well, don't ask if you don't want to know. Like he's just so much wants like a buddy to talk to. It's just I really enjoyed that moment. And he gets all pissed when the guy like doesn't pick up on that and leaves. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get more Bill Hawaii. I energy. feel like they're gonna tie in together at some point. Well, they tie in. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway, so let's get through what we need to get through to uh, get to this yes. episode. So uh, John and Viet uh, Nam Joe and Bill are in the van. They're waiting for the guy who stabbed. Well, there's, there's no. some other. Let's hold on to okay. that for a minute. Put a pin in Put a pin in that for a second. Um, she, uh, Rebecca De Mornay goes to the shop looking for Sean. Can't She's, find him. Can't find Sean. She finds Kai. And Kai basically tells her, like, look, you're, like, you know, no one can help you because you won't see right what's right in front of you or whatever. And she goes, oh, what's that? And she's like, you uh, – I wrote it down. She's like, whoever you don't chase away – whoever you don't drive away from you with your fucking bullshit is going to run away on their own anyway. Like, yeah. um, So she agrees – she basically wants Tina to come back and actually see her son, like talk to her because she thinks that's what Sean wants. And it is yeah. what Sean wants. Um, but she wants Butchie – she goes to Butchie to be like – Try to you know get Tina back here or whatever. You yeah, know where Tina, Tina's like Tina's left, left town. Tina's left town, but also, and it's not funny. She, I don't like the way she's treated as a sex worker. But there's a, she's like crying in that car, sitting in a red light, and this dude in a truck pulls up next door, and she just he just goes, "Hey, Tina, how's your ass?" Such a weird thing to say to another person. So weird, but also speaks to her celebrity. Sure. If someone could <laughs> recognize you on the street crying, yeah, 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 and was like, "Oh, I've seen that crying face." Yeah, <laughs> then you're you've made it. Uh, um. So her and Butchie have like a real sh- well. Uh, the, the mom, not Tina, Butchie and his mom have a bit of a like. They have a fight. I have a bit of a fight because she's being fucking crazy, Rebecca Benoit, as she is. Yeah, and keeps calling him an idiot and a moron yeah, and, and stuff is, like that. He is all of those things. He is all of those things. But you don't need your mom telling you And that. he's like, oh, I got to get high. I just need to really get high he, right now. I want to get twice as high as anybody who's ever been high or whatever. But he's also not, right? He yeah. can't. He's not buying dope. And he's also, when he appears, when he does get dope, it doesn't actually make him high. Yeah. Um, but this I didn't enjoy. He calls Tina and is... I don't – people's reactions to her are so wild to me because he calls her and is immediately like, what the fuck? He's just screaming at her and he, she's like, Butchie, what? I don't – the phone just rang. He's like, I've been yeah. calling you for 20 minutes. I don't believe you. And then he starts out of nowhere. He's like, what, were you sucking some nigger's prick? And I'm yeah. like, whoa, Butchie. Yeah. He says it twice. He says it three times. Oh. I noted it, by Dang. the way. Uh, there was one I repressed. <laughs> But uh, I was like, whoa, because now I don't like you. You've no. been likable this whole time, and now you're just like, oh, like, there's been no, they, like, Butchie's a junkie, right? So it would yeah. be easy to write that character in this, like, vulgar, yeah. you know. They said some homophobic stuff, but it wasn't, like. And there's, like, dude. some, like, kind of gross sexual stuff or whatever. Yeah. But it's never been, like, 
mean-spirited no. at so much until this moment. And I was like, well, well, fuck Butchie then. Yeah. Like, this is so gross. And it just came out of nowhere. And, like, it was just very strange to me. So I didn't want to bring that up. Um, and he's like, you need to come back to town because – uh, uh, Sean wants to see the, Sean's feelings are hurt. hurt. And uh, like, he's lost. We don't know where he is. Everybody, they're acting like he's back in the hospital or something from the neck. It's like they're having the same reaction to him having his fucking neck broken as they are his feelings. And of course, broken. Mitch is nowhere. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Mitch. Mitch is nowhere. He has I, no idea this is happening. No, he's, oh, he's surfing somewhere because on the mm. phone, she's like, well, I hope you get some real life changing curls or whatever the yeah. she says. Soul searchers, I think. Soul searchers. Um, so there's like 90 things happening at once, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, broken wrist guy is off with the doctor getting a cast put on his wrist. Uh, Vietnam Joe, Bill, and John are in the van. Uh, Kai is looking for Sean, Sean which he eventually finds. He's Sissy somewhere. is looking for the gun. Sissy's trying to find her gun back because she knows Kai took it the night before, so she goes back to Kai's place and takes the gun. Yeah. This is where kind of everything changes a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the van, they're looking, they're having a little bit of a conversation. Bill's going to smoke a little weed. Um, John says, better she tries to kill me than herself. Kill me and fails than then shoot herself. herself or something to that effect, right? I wrote it down. I yeah. And then he immediately passes out. And like, he says that and then boom, head, head tilt to the side. And yeah. Bill's like, he's unconscious. <laughs> That's a real Sean fall asleep move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just really, head by. Oh, God. He's out. Um, we then see Rebecca, uh, Sissy in her kitchen. She's got the gun. Yeah. And now John's at her window. He's like, you think about killing yourself? And, but he, what's funny is he's he's doing it to the style of a commercial we heard in the van mm-hmm. uh, previously. There was this, like, flooring commercial. We like, have an offer for you. Yeah. What we find out in this scene is she. he basically is like, are you thinking about killing yourself? Are you? Do you hate yourself? Are you thinking about blowing your brains all over that kitchen tile? Are you thinking about that because of the time when... Uh, Mitch was away on a surfing trip and you were so full of acid and Butchie had just uh, won a contest at 13. And you he were was, so proud of him. You were so proud of him that you walked into his room and caught him flipping his skippy, I think she he yeah. does, which is jerking off. He makes the jerk off moment. Uh, that you sat down and said, let me show you how that's done and did a little blah, blah, blah. Like, so we find out Miss uh, Sissy <gasps> jerked off Butchie when he was 13. When she was tripping on acid. When she was tripping on acid. Been on acid a number of times in my life. Mm. I have never molested a child while on acid. It's no. never been like a – it's a weird thing to blame it on. Yeah. Like, acid isn't the like, Is it oh, the combination of acid and pride? And pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're like, no. You, and she's you like, have this. you hated your life? Ever? Have you hated yourself and thought about killing yourself yeah. every moment since? And that's why you turned into the biggest ball buster that ever was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, well, we have an offer for you. How about you don't? How about you continue to go on in pain and hating your life every moment, but spare your son, spare Sean finding your dead body on the kitchen floor. Yeah. Um, and in such, get his love. Now, run that gun under the, run that gun under the water. Baptize that pistol. Baptize that pistol, which she runs the gun under the water. Now, we should point out, one, I don't think that 
would just make a gun not work. Well, also, um, she tried to shoot at John briefly, and there were no bullets. Well, I was going to say, the other thing is, Kai says later in the episode, like, your mom, he goes to Butch, he's like, your mom got took your gun back. It's fine that she has the gun because I took the bullets out of it, yeah. but I don't think it's good that she wants the gun. Absolutely. Um, so what we have now see is one – extended dialogue of John just talking, not just one little weird line, right? Mm -hmm. He is able to give a full soliloquy. And astral project. And astral project. That's exactly what I'm going to say. He can be in multiple places at once, right? I don't think that has come up yet. No. Okay. I'm glad I'm not crazy about that. Um, Tina shows up to make her uh, tuna fish sandwich. Yeah. She shows up, and it turns into this weird hosting thing. Yeah, that, 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 that was she's so like, weird. I'm not going to make the tuna fish, but I'll just leave. I'll leave the out. stuff out because Butchie calls uh, Sissy and is like, "Tina's here. She wants you to host a lunch yeah. for her." And like, what is this? The Red Hat Society? <laughs> yeah. Also, host Tina a didn't luncheon? say that. Why is Butchie suddenly this genteel? I think you just throw down end bombs like five minutes ago. I think Kai said it because uh. she had found Sean, and she's like, "Listen, like." I can bring him to talk to Tina, but I don't think like he they want to have a conversation. And then Sissy comes in and freaks out on yeah, them because yeah. that would just hurt him more, right. which is totally fair. Sure. Uh, so it turns into this weird host a luncheon thing, uh, which that so that kind of happens. Yes. Um, he shows she shows up. Tina's like, "How does he like his mayonnaise? How does he like his tuna fish?" And she's like, "Salt, pepper, pickles." Lemon. Lemon juice, two tablespoons of mayonnaise. That's how I make it. I don't know if he likes it. <laughs> it's such a weird, it's just such a weird little scene. Yeah. And then we see her making the tuna fish. She's not measuring shit. She's just like, splash, splash, blurp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is honestly, yeah. So many, also, you're making tuna fish. Who measures shit when you make tuna no, fish? No, it's always been improv. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're playing jazz when you make a tuna fish. <laughs> um, they don't have much of a conversation. No. Right? She's like, Sean's like, should we make a sandwich for my gram or whatever? Mm. They don't really say much, but they're in the same room together. It's hard because, I mean, they haven't seen each oh, other in so sure. long. I think it's weird that Butchie isn't there. Like, only in that you are able to hold a conversation with both of them. So maybe you can sort of bridge a conversation between these two people. Yeah, he runs off with Kai. <laughs> well, he first off, he's just kind of looking outside. I also laughed when um, Sissy is like, Sissy's up in the treehouse. And then she comes downstairs. She sees Butchie for, like, she's like sneaking. She, they might as well be playing, like, tinkling piano music. Yeah. And then, like, she sees him and then runs back up the stairs also in, like, a creepy move. Like, kind of hunched over like a yeah. troll. That made me laugh. Um... <laughs> So that happens. We see that. Um, we go back to the van, I think, at this point. Right? I think so. Yeah. Well, no. The other thing that happens here that I found funny, uh, the doctor comes back with broken wrist guy who's gotten his cast. And he's he immediately, so proud he's of so it. proud of his cast. He's proud of his cast. And he's... He's proud. I just saw a uh, friend of mine, and she had her daughter with a little girl. I don't know how old she is, maybe five or six or whatever. But she's got her first loose loose tooth. You said it like you had a loose tooth. I said it 100 loose percent. Tooth. She has her first loose and she looked at me and she was like, how many wiggly teeth do you have? It was the first sentence, the first thing she said to me. That's adorable. And it, one, it's super adorable, but broken wrist guy is, it has the same like pride about himself where he's like, oh yeah, just, you know, 
had a little medical service. Nothing to be afraid of, you know, nothing to be afraid of, but you should like, uh, you know, goes, I don't want to do it every day. I don't want to do it every day, but it's not bad. He goes up to Hawaii and he's like, would you do the, the honors? honors of signing my cast? And I'm, I am mad at the, this moment because they do not show us what he writes on that cast. <gasps> it seems funny. And I bet it, well, I bet it's mean. Yes. <laughs> it's probably mean, yeah. but I also want to know. Yes. Um, so hopefully in the next episode we'll find out. It's just out. drawing of a dick or something. I, well, 100% the only thing I would ever draw, find on anyone's cast is a dick. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I like to do that when, uh, you sign a tip on like an iPad. Mm. I often will just draw a dick instead of sign my name. Yeah. Um. Just do like a wristwatch on the Anytime cast. I'm at like a museum, like gift shop, there's always like a sand, you know, like a yeah. Zen garden or whatever. I'm always drawing, just, I draw dicks on everything. <laughs> that being said, he shows back up at the motel. Yes. So now there's a lot of people here. They're having a barbecue. Mm. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, Willie Garson. Fiance. Uh, fiance. Uh, Luis Guzman, gay psychopath. Uh, Hawaiian broken wrist, a doctor. Uh, they're having a little cookout in the parking lot. I mm-hmm. think Kai and Butchie have shown back up at this point because they've left the other house. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people kind of milling about. Mm-hmm. Now, there was one other thing where uh, he says, uh, the gay guy says, to, uh, well, Luis Guzman says to the gay guy, like, you know, uh, Raking is – I find raking to be very relaxing. Let's him do it like twice. And he's like, you want to try? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. And he does. He like moves the rake twice and looks like, all right, that's enough. And he just takes the rake back. It was so weird. But at that moment, Hawaii comes out of his hotel room with a sax, plays a few beats of fucking uh, Coltrane's favorite things. And then just walks back inside. He goes, that's how I relax. And he walks back inside. I don't need to do drugs. Yeah. Because <laughs> this music gets me so high. Which I which uh, I just was bringing up because uh, the saxophoning is going to be important. Yeah. Um, so that has all happened. We go back to the van. Do we actually go back to the van at that point? I don't think so. Well, we do for a minute because they're – or actually, no, that's after the speech. It's after the speech to go back to the van. So all this is happening, and then suddenly John is also there. Yeah. And John is there, but I don't think anyone can actually see him, right? More doesn't act projecting. Like, right, but what also what's weird is that, like, when he asked for projected before, she could, she see, could him. see him. So this is something, like, another level of that where... He can decide if he wants to be seen or not. Exactly. And he starts to give this speech... That are that is all right. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's long. Angels it's, in America. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, but I do think it puts us in a position to say maybe John is Jesus. He's definitely. He's talking about my father a lot. Yeah. So the speech I have, I think I have a lot of it. Just I'm not going to do the whole thing because it is long. But it, there's a lot of stuff like, if my words are yours, can you hear my father? Can Bill know my father keeping his eye on me, on him? Can I bone Kai and Butchie know my father instead? My father's shy doing his business. Kai helps my father dump out. Like, it's, it is all over the place. Bill takes a shot. Shawnee is much improved. Joe is a doubting Thomas. Joe will save, not Alamon. So that's like foreshadowing. It's, yeah. Joe will, be, Joe will bring his buddies home. This is how Freddy relaxes. Cup of Joe and Winchell's variety doesn't. Mitch catches a good wave. Mitch wipes out. Mitch wipes out Sissy. Like, it's just like, it's partially kind of recapping things, but also a lot of talk about 
his like, can you hear my father? My father's words. The word is the circle on the wall with the line. Yeah. Um, Prophecy. At one point, he walks into the hotel room and picks up what I'm assuming is the ghost of the guy who raped the homosexual dude yeah. when he was a child, but yes. also killed himself in that hotel room. Because it's just like this gray kind of corpse body that doesn't talk, but it's yeah. still like alive. And he still puts, him on, puts him on a bench. Uh, and then there's also moments in that where it's like, uh, I'm trying to find, it's like Barry comes on so-and-so's face or whatever. Because like he was the kid that got more yeah. in the thing. Mr. Rollins comes in Barry's face. My father runs the Mega Millions. What? <laughs> so like your father set up for gay dude to win the lottery so that he could buy this hotel so that all these people have this place to be together it's prophecy it's it is it blew my mind a little (laughs) bit because now what's also happening is other people are showing up here that are but aren't actually showing up here so like at one point he says like bill doesn't bump his head on the staircase Mm. and then in the parking lot of the motel is the staircase from Bill's house with, like, the, the bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He climbs the staircase, starts to play the harmonica, but Hawaii's got a saxophone, and they play a duet to each other uh, while a bunch of fur is big, mud is big, the stick is big, the word is big, fire is huge, the wheel is huge, the line and circle are big. On the wall, the line and circle are huge. On the wall, the man at the wall makes a man from the circle and the line. The man at the wall makes a word on the wall from the circle and the line. The word on the wall, here's my father. You know what? This is some Twin Peaks. It is some Twin Peaks ass shit for sure. Yeah, this is... (laughs) Uh, the zeros and one make the word in Cass's camera. So, like, Cass is there. All these people are showing up. It is definitely, I would say, the most sort of esoteric, metaphysical weirdness that this show has done yet. Yeah, the language is always – the way that people talk has always been a little bit, like, elevated, a little bit lifted. But this is definitely them leaning full force into – but I, oh, yeah, but also I would say specifically at the hotel, yeah. the way people talk is even more lifted than other places. Yes. Because, like, like Kai and Sissy just kind of talk, like, they yelled at each other or whatever. But when you're there, Luis Guzman, the gay dude, even Hawaii and those guys, when they're at the – it seems like the location – People tend to speak more uh, elevatedly while they're at this hotel. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of (laughs) spiritual significance. For sure. What did you think of the speech? Did you actually like – because I actually – as weird and fucking whatever as it was, I I was like gripped. I I was like, what's happening? I'm into this. Well, it's just just one of those things. Like I don't want this show to put itself in the position where it writes a check that its ass can't cash. Where it's like – we're going to give this very highbrow speech, and then you just kind of have to puzzle it out mm-hmm. the next four episodes. Um, I don't know. I think it was – I don't know. I think it was a little too – I think it might have been a bit too much, but that's just because it's such a jump in tone from it the rest of the show. wild jump. I'm a super huge Twin Peaks fan. I don't want to sure. say, like, oh, I'm not. But it's just, like, it. it it's – Elevating so fast. It's like someone really pumped the gas on mm. it. And I, yeah, I don't know what God's plan for this family is. <laughs> for sure. But also, so, so I have this, I found like a, a 
John from Cincinnati fan site where they have Ooh. broken down this speech like line by line oh with a bunch God. of like theories and Bible quotes and whatever. So I'm not going to go into all that, but I'll share the link for sure. Um, so yeah, I'll yeah. tweet out the link when this episode comes That's out. Hilarious. But there is a lot of like, uh, so here at the very beginning it says, uh, John fourteen twenty four. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. So that's in reference to <laughs> can I bone Kai and Butchie know my Father instead? So I don't know how that's, that's, that's not really a direct. I hear you, there's, but I mean there is like so there'll be one line and there's like five set, like five paragraphs. Yeah, it's like very heavily broken down. That's like how there's like all these like graduate students and doctorates and they're like still breaking apart like old copies of Middlemarch. <laughs> they're like, what does it mean? Uh, I hold on. There is this in my father's word. Tina raises Sean at lunch. And where is it? There was something I thought. <laughs> yeah. In Cass's camera, Butchie lays the cord out for Barry and Mr. Rollins watches and he doesn't come on Barry's face. Um, where was it? There was something at the end. 9-11 is big, but not every towelhead is eradicated. In his words, we are coming. 9-11-14. Uh, 9-11-14. Yeah, I don't like the towelhead phrase I, Well, also, what was weird there is I don't remember somebody Anyone else saying, saying it to head. him. So, yeah. like, there's a point where... Uh, Cass and John are in the hotel and Cass is like she's like moving the towels around she's like oh you like this hat blah 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 look at me and she's like kind of wraps the towel around her head she's just being goofy her sense of humor is strange well she's she's not funny (laughs) there's that and then John says the towel heads will be eradicated and I was like whoa who I don't remember anybody saying that maybe like it does sound like something maybe Bill would have said but I don't remember it happening Um, so this speech is happening it's going on for some time there was one line at the end I'm trying to find where is it? And my father's there's a lot you will not oh right, this is the end. Um and Freddie sees Bill much improved, so on. So this is all happening. Uh in Cass's camera to come, my father stares not Alamon down. I, it, not Alamon, if you apply the Spanish translations theory to it, it could mean that not all men are twisted like the one who stabbed John. Anyway. This whole speech happens. Yeah. There's people, places they shouldn't be. He we're back to the van. Uh, Bill is now in the van with John, even though he was on the parking lot playing harmonica. Mm. They wake the; they're both asleep. John is awake, and John kind of wakes them up. Uh, Joe and Bill, and Bill says, ah, "I feel like I'm playing my harp, like he's moving his jaw, like he's playing his harmonica." And at the end, uh, the last thing he, uh, John says is, "You will not note my father's word, nor remember Cass's camera, but you will not forget what we did here." Yeah. So he kind of like it's, it's him saying like you're going like. All of that was important, but none of you will remember it. It was yeah. him kind of doing the men in black. Uh, yeah. A race Restart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This episode took such a weird turn that the fact we find out that Sissy jerked off Butchie at one point. Gets buried bar- almost. For- forgotten. I don't even. It's like by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, right. She jerked off that her son at 12 years old. Anna's never forgotten it. <laughs> There's a moment. Well, I feel like that's something you don't forget. No, for sure. Uh, but I mean, like, it's become a defining thing of her character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a moment where uh, Kai is trying to get Sean out of the, it's like, he's skating. And he's like, come on, we got to go to your, your sissy's house because your mom's coming to have the host a lunch or whatever host the fuck. Lunch. 
and uh, she's like, he's like, I don't want to. Like, she, he's mad at, at Sissy, and she goes, "Who uh, financed your video herself? Who uh, got you into that contest? Who's been there every day for the re- your entire life?" And I wanted her to be like, "And if you play your cards right, you might get a little, uh, little HJ action out of this." <laughs> uh, yeah, which would is I, I think I, no, but I think it's like one of those things like where um, if Sissy didn't feel like she failed, but she so sure. badly. Would she have been as good of a grandmother? There is an argument to be made that Butchie's molestation led directly to him being a drug addict. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Because so, like, uh, someone's got to show you how to use a needle and someone's got to show you how to use a t- <laughs> <laughs> Some things you can't learn on your own. No, I will tell you this from experience. You can absolutely learn how to jerk off on your own. That is something. Well. That, <laughs> you, you might pick up tricks. I had to, I had to Google it. So. <laughs> I Googled it and those ladies at Cosmo, <laughs> they have a lot to say. Um, I think we only have four episodes of this show left, right? There's ten episodes. Yeah. Which I also think is partially why it's like foot on the gas. Maybe they found out they're Oh, like halfway getting, through the season they that they're like they're getting yeah. canceled, so let's try to try to get some other than ending. I hope that's where we're heading. So it's one of those things too with the speech where it's like if they're laying all this sort of prophecy down, how are these next four episodes gonna shake out? Absolutely. And how much of this are they gonna get to? Absolutely. I also think there's a part Somewhat, which and it's a wild choice. You know, sometimes it, uh, you're watching a show, particularly a show where it's like this was maybe more so of a thing in the past, but with like a Lost or something where like TV hadn't always been so serialized, where you kind of you oh, have to binge you culture. have to watch every episode to know pre-binge. what's happening. This is definitely pre binge. But what I mean to say is, shows would do a like kind of a catch up at one point, mm. where it's like, oh, if you haven't been watching, if you watch here, we'll kind of catch you up so that you can kind of jump in. This felt like them trying to do a bit of a catch-up, but in, like, the most John from Cincinnati way possible. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, we're going to tell you everything that's happened. It's not going to make any more sense hearing it all at once than it did watching it out full. Yeah. But here you go. <laughs> uh, Someone's just like, who's his father? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's his dad? And by the way, they're there. There's a, Everyone ends up in this parking lot. Like Mitch, the whole family is, like, lined up at one point. That's something that's, like, continually happened is, like, everybody leaves. There's all these story arcs. And then it always ends up back at the motel. Right. Which I think is why the line, my father runs the Mega Millions, is yeah. their way of saying that was purposely set in motion. To have this hotel if he hadn't done that, then this hotel wouldn't be the central point, right? Yeah. So I think that's all kind of important. Um, halfway through the show, are you in, are you still enjoying it? I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it more so now that it's weirder. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying it more so, but it's still like the. I think what's always tripped me up about it is is the way that people talk to each other, like the the. Characters themselves feel very grounded, but it's just like the um the way that they express themselves and express their emotions are just like so big. They're so caricature esque. Like like Butchie turned out to be a real piece of shit in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. And then like all the people in the hotel still talk like they're in a Greek play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so I think something about the language and it being not a period piece, being a contemporary piece. Right feels out of place. I feel like I'm being told a parable. Mm. I'll buy that. Yeah. That makes sense. And um, I, I I don't go to church <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. The other thing that's not important, but I'm, hope, I'm wondering if it will be, 
uh, when Willie Garson is meeting his fiance for grapefruit in the morning. They're at this coffee shop slash internet cafe. And this guy runs a website about the Yost family. Um, the waitress is Trixie from Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was also always fun to see her. I'm, why she like put her shirt over that weird dude's head, I don't understand. Clearly this is a, a playful a dynamic, report that they obviously. have. Obviously. Because she wet willied him. Yeah, after. and he doesn't like it. He's, she's just bullying no him. No one likes a wet willy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, he is in the parking lot at the end. So I'm wondering if we're going to see more of him. Because it yeah. seems like if you're there, you're kind of important. Yeah, more right. hits on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Uh, when is this coming out? This will be out on Thursday, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the upcoming Wednesday, the 28th of August, you can catch me and Karina Magyar's new show, Slap Bracelet, at the Barrel of Fun, Alamo Mueller. Awesome. You should definitely check that out. Uh, come to the Sting first Wednesday of the month. That's This one is April. April, I'm sorry, September, April, September. September 4th, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so come to that. We've got a bunch of good comics. Uh, I am at Chris Cubis on all social media. You are at Twisted Middle Kid. There you go. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Please give us five stars. Leave a nice little review on iTunes. It really helps. And we will see you next week. Woo.